Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. I believe everything that you see on the TV, what has happened in Ferguson and all the other places, and now what happened in Dallas, what happened in New Orleans, I believe it's a sign of the times that we're living in. It's a message from God, and we must open our ears to hear, our understanding to receive. The church is powerful, but don't realize it. So therefore, we sit back and we watch. You know what the church is really waiting on? Something bad to happen. You don't have to say amen to it. You don't have to believe it. But we are not taking up arms and praying because we're waiting on it to get bad. We're waiting for something to pop off before everybody come together and pray. I said that's the wrong time. Because once something manifests in the natural, it's harder to deal with than dealing with it in the spiritual. Now is the time for prayer. Now is the time for intercession. Now is the time to be hitting our needs for our children. The fear you can sense is trying to grip us as a nation. So much so as leaving the nation and coming to our very homes. We're afraid for our children. We're afraid if they go out, will they come back? That's fear. That is fear. When a young boy could be in the park playing with a BB gun, and the police walk up and bam, kill him dead on the spot. That's fear. You ask yourself, what will happen to my child? What is going to happen for this next generation? Therein lies the truth or the heart of the matter that we must come to confess. This country, as we know it, this nation, like it or not, believe it or not, and I told you, I'll probably make you mad today, and that's okay, has turned its back on God. We've enacted laws and changed laws for preference. For preference. Rather than obeying what he said and doing what he said do, we decided to put our emotions involved, get them involved, and make laws and enact laws just so your feelings won't be hurt and that you have a right to choose. God never told you that you do not have a right to choose. Matter of fact, he said, I set both before you. Life and death. Blessings and curses. You choose. God has never tried to take anything away from us. So for us to enact laws to take us away from God is wrong. And that's what the law does. It makes you separate yourself from God. So we have caused a division to come into America. And what you're seeing now is nothing more than a division. It is a division. It is a line that you are dare not to cross. If I come in here and if I say something about our President Barack Obama, some of you will be okay with it and some of you will be ready to cut me or throw bananas and, and whatever else you have at me. But I have to tell you the truth. The Bible declares, declare, now I don't believe he is the Antichrist, but he is one. Now which side are you going to sit on? Okay. Make your decision. You choose. You choose. Because the Bible tells me that if you're not of God, <laughs> you are of the devil or an antichrist. You are, a, you are against. When you sign laws about same-sex marriage and that my little boys and my little girls have to go in the same restroom together, when you're okay with that, something is wrong. When you're okay with same-sex marriage, something is wrong. You need to pick your side. 
There's a division taking place. There's a big shaking going on. And what I fear the most is that the Christians don't know where to stand. That's the problem. We don't know where to stand. Why? Well, Pastor, well, the ground you're standing on is obviously shaky ground. With the fear that's coming into your life and into your heart right now, something is shaking you. Something is making you restless, especially if you have young kids. Especially when you see all this go on. Psalms, 13, Psalms 11, verse 3, if the foundations are destroyed, what is the world to do? See, if you don't read, you don't know if I messed that up or not. What I want to challenge you all to do is get back to your word. Put your face in the book. Get out of Facebook and put your face in the book. You better know what you believe. And stop listening with everything go on on Facebook. Put your face in the book. That scripture does not say what the world or the, or the ungodly is doing. The Bible says if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? God expects for us to do something. He didn't leave it up to the world. He left it up to us. His people. John chapter 14 and 29 says, I told you these things before they happened, so when they happen, you might believe. I told you things are going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. I told you things were going to get shaky. I told you in the last days that I was not going to shake the heavens, but the earth as well. He's shaking heaven and he's shaking earth. He's shaking earth and he's shaking heaven. Heaven means Christianity. I told you these things were going to happen before they happen so that when they happen, you might believe. God said, I'm trying to let you know I know what's happening. I've figured this thing out. I've got it all together. I know what I'm allowing to happen. I know what's going to happen. I told you this was going to take place. I told you this. Now you don't know what to do? Because you hadn't read my word. This is not a time for us to be getting distracted. It's not a time for you to be going off course. It's not a time for you to throw your hands up and just say, I don't know what to do. I'm just, I'm just quitting. I'm just, I, it's not a time for you to leave the church. Mm-hmm. You need to understand the time that you're living in. You've been brought into the kingdom for a time such as this. God has a purpose in mind. So my question, what are the righteous to do? Should I join the Black Lives Matter? Now I'm going to get some of you upset. I, looked, I went to their website. I did something that you probably don't do. Go see their mission. Go see what they are all about. Before I knock them down, before I stand up for them, I need to know what you believe. So I took this from their own website under what we believe. Black Lives Matter is an ideological and, po and political intervention in a world where black lives are systematically and internationally targeted for demise. In other words, we're trying to kill off the black folks. They came in as Black Lives Matter, so you're not going to do it. We're going to intervene. We're going to stop it. It's an affirmation of black folks' contribution to this society, our humanity, and our resilience in the face of of deadly opposition. Resilience in the face of deadly opposition. Resilience. 
Meaning that we as a people learn how to take a licking and what? Keep on ticking. We're not going to let this get us down. That's what Black Lives saying that they're standing for. But let me tell you this. As you read their the, the website and their page, you find out there's a lot more on their agenda. Mm-hmm. You see, y'all, we, we, we ever lack of knowledge. And because you just jump on board this ship because you think it's going somewhere, it, it's all about us standing up for us. Uh-huh. But... But I'm going to tell you this, and, and there's a lot of truth in it, but there's a lot of lies in it too as well. The devil realized that he can't give you a bunch of lies. Nobody's going to sit here and just drink poison. Not if you know it's poison. So he has to mix it with something that you like in order for you to take it in and digest it and it do what, you want, what he wanted to do. So as a people, we just, we don't read the label. <laughs> we just drink the poison. Something is wrong with us. Some of you don't know why you do what you do. My grandmama did it. And her grandmama before her did it. And my daddy did it. My daddy before him did it. What you're doing, you're you're enacting a curse in your life. And this curse is causing us to be destroyed. And God gave you the same thing, the right to choose. So in Black Lives Matter, we see the fact that they are giving a statement of what they believe. But I challenge you to go to their website, and I challenge you to look on everything in which they believe before you become a part of it. And you may read everything. You may still say it's okay. Okay? You might be all right with it. Some, one of the things that I disagree with is that they're, they're still fighting this. Uh, I should not even tell you. I should make you just go look and, and read because you're going to take my word for it. But they are real high on the gay agenda. They are real heavy with what they even call the queers. You know, I thought it was an ugly word that you couldn't call people queer, but they right out and said they, are, they, they, they don't want black queers to understand who they are. Queers mean homosexual. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> y'all like, <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to go, before you, before you get a part of something, investigate it. Just because it sounds good. It does not mean it's always good. You know, we holler about the racism that the white folks doing on us, but we got some racism in us. We don't want to admit it. I guarantee you, I turn my back and say it, most of you voted for Barack because of what? No, you didn't say that. Because he was black. Well, I voted because he was Democrat. You don't even know what Democrats believe. Well, your mama voted Democrat, and your daddy told you you were a Democrat. The Republican won't want nothing but your money. And if you had a lot of money, then you voted Republican because you wanted him to keep the money. Uh, we, we are not making quality decisions. We're making decisions based on our emotions and what we learn from our past rather than what we, we don't go back far enough in our past. You go back to the basic of our past, you'll find there's a foundation that's solid and true. And it's called the Word of God. That's what we have robbed our kids of. You didn't hear that. I'm going to say it one more time for you. Listen up close. We have robbed our kids of the Word of God. We haven't been diligent like the Bible told us to do. Therefore, this generation has no respect for God. Get on that Snapchat. See what they're talking about. You will shock yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Some of you are going to take those phones, you're going to go back to the landline once you find out what they're doing. It's technology you hadn't told them about anyway. So when I looked up Black Lives Matter and I saw all the discrepancies that I found that I didn't believe in, they had some good causes on there. Something I was like, yes, let's get behind this because black lives do matter. And I'm tired of police shooting down our black children and our black men and, and, and dogging our black women out. And then, then they get off from it. So I, that rage started building up in me. I said, whoa, something ain't right. See, if you spend time in his presence, you're going to feel when your attitude begins to change or your heart begins to change. It is that time you must make a decision to choose life or death, blessings or curses. I don't believe the gentleman was a part of Black Lives Matter that shot the police, but I believe he was a part of the fact that black lives do matter, and that was the way he raged out. Now the Black Lives Matter is trying to distance himself from that individual and say, no, he was not a part of us. He was not a part of this. He was not a part of the movement. I ask you a question, are you a part of the movement? Don't answer it. So looking at Black Lives Matter, I say, okay, I want to know, should I take a side? If I take a side on Black Lives Matter, then I'm automatically against the Blue Lives Matter. So when I looked up the Blue Lives Matter, let me see what I'm going to come against if I take my stance with Black Lives Matter and I don't feel comfortable with this, so maybe I need to choose the Blue, side, the blue Life Matter. So I looked up the Blue Life Matters to raise an awareness. This is what their mission is, what their goal is, what their objectives are, to raise an awareness and enlist the public's aid for the need of police officers. I agree with that. I agree we need to work together with the police officers. I have no problem with that. To help police officers and assist each other. I don't mind helping the police officers because God gave us police officers, according to Romans, to help us, to, to protect us. There's no authority that exists in li- uh, uh, unless God allows it to exist. So God put them in place and gave them, the Bible says, he gave them arms, gave them guns. Not for us to fear, but for the lawbreakers to to fear. So there's no authority that exists except the authority that God allows to exist. So God allowed police officers to exist, so guess what? I'm okay with that. To provide a police officer's family with comfort and support as they go through hard times. And this was it. That was it. I said, I agree with all that. So now, should I be on blue lives matter? Because I don't agree with the black lives matter. And then I kept reading, and I kept looking at the pictures, and I kept understanding what they were saying was an extension of what they actually put out here. When they started to justify why everybody, how this person, even the one that happened in Baton Rouge, they said, this is what you don't see. He had a gun. Well, he was subdued. You know, so now here I am going back over to Black Lives Matter. Because I started going on their Facebook, and I started looking at the comments, and I started looking at what they were saying, and it started to fill me, and I started getting mad all over again. So I said, forget them. They don't matter. And then I said, wait a minute. You get over here on the Black Lives Matter, and now you hate the police officer, and when something go down, you want them to come to your rescue? 
So I go back over to their side again. <laughs> you see how confused we are? And if we would make an open stand and say, I believe in Black Lives Matter, then we got to look out for the police officers. If we say we believe in the police officers, then we got to look out for the Black Lives Matter. Oh, are you all catching this? I didn't say it, but you answered it yourself. You've got to get biblical right now. And I'm here today to help you to understand the biblical stance that you need to take. And that's, where it's the sh- that's why the shaking is coming. Because you've got to stand on what you believe. You can't stand on what they say. You have to have something much more powerful. Am I talking too fast? You need something much more powerful than what they say to stand on. Because the shaking has begun. And you need to figure out whose side you're on. So if black lives matter, blue lives matter, I tell you what, this is what I believe. I said that to y'all once before, and y'all, y'all got ugly with me. No, no, no. No, no Pastor can't see you. You don't understand. Black lives do, they do, they do matter. They do matter. You don't, you don't understand what we're doing. You don't understand the movement. I'm like, okay. Huh. I'm going to leave you alone. But I know what I believe. I believe all lives matter. Why do you believe that? Because I believe in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever. God ain't for the blacks. He ain't for the white. He for whosoever that believe in him. Now I know you're going to leave out here and you're going to still have your issue with black lives because you're ingrained in it and it's ingrained in you because you're black. Baby, let me tell you something. Race is man-made. Get that into your educated mind. Race is man-made. Think about it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever is all lives. All lives matter. By one blood, God made all nations. You cut somebody white, they're going to bleed blood, red blood. You cut a Hispanic guy, he's going to bleed red blood. A Chinese, red blood. If I cut you, what you going to bleed? Red blood. By one blood, God made all nations. For you to get all this black pride, I understand what you're saying. Sometimes I want to ball my fist up and throw it up in the air. Doing folk like that, go get him! But I can't do that. Can't take sides like that. On one side I can take. For Christ I stand. I want to tell you, black folks don't have no heaven to put me in. And the po- folks in blue don't have no hell to send me to. Amen. I believe, and this is just my belief, that God's calling for the church to come together. I believe that the churches ought to drop our pride 
drop our denominations, drop our status, and bring our people together and make a stand based on a biblical foundation, based on love. I got to love the black folks, and I got to love the white folks. We can't handle the truth. That's why we don't like Christianity. Out of all the, the bad things that happen to the black folks, they're being shot down. We feel like we have a right, an eye for an eye. But when you look at God, he said, I know you heard. It's been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. He said, but I say unto you, love your enemies. Pray for those who despitefully misuse you. That's a new standard in time. God gives you no right to hate. But they did me wrong. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay them. I don't want you to get your hands dirty. Trust me with it. I believe the church has to understand what God's always put in his scriptures. His people are the ones that he's listening to. He's not listening to the heathens. Only prayer they can pray, Lord, forgive me, I repent, save me. They can't negotiate with God. They can't intercede on behalf of a nation. They don't have a right to. When you go into a courtroom, you, about, you, you have to have a lawyer because you don't have a right to say nothing. You don't even know how to admit your case. So you need a lawyer. God's saying the world does not have a right to come to me because they don't have an advocate. They can't present their case to me. Only you all can. My people. I'm listening to your prayers. Second Chronicles 7 and 12, watch this. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I've heard thy prayers, and I've chosen this place, the church. That's what it represents. The church. Chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. When you come in here, you're sacrificing what you have unto the Lord. You're giving it up. Your ideology, your thought pattern, your will, your purpose, your plan. You sacrifice it. Why? Because this is what God wants. I've got to find out what he wants. You think you've done a good job when you just give up your money. Baby, God ain't want all. Excuse me. It all belongs to him. The money just helps to keep the lights on so when you do come in here, you won't be running over folks. You won't be stumbling over the chairs. That you have a place where you can sit in air and learn the word of God. That's what the money is for. But what God's after is your heart. Yeah. Once he gets your heart, he got access to everything you have. He said, listen to this, people. Since I've chosen this church as my place of operation, my place of doing business, if my people, well, let me get verse 13 so you can help, I'll help you with that. If I shut up the heavens, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if I get your attention, <laughs> that's paraphrasing, tell you what he said. He said, if I do something to get your attention, if I make you start to think, and I make you start asking the right question. What am I to do? How am I to handle this? He said, my answer is this. If my people, which are called by my name, 
will first humble themselves. Get out your pride, black pride, white pride. Get out of that mess. Humble yourself. Not about your color. About your obedience. For if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I gave some scriptures a couple weeks ago. He said, if you do right by me and you honor my statutes and live by my law, he said, I'll be an adversary to your adversary. I'll be an enemy to your enemies. And I will send my angel before you, hearken unto him, for he will not pardon your transgressions. He's not going to let you get away with your mess. For the Lord has spoken it. So if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, Use the most powerful weapon you have. Connect with me. Tell me about it. Talk to me about it. If you would just tell me what you want, what's going on, what you need to take place, come to me and talk to me. Act like I'm God. If you pray and seek my face and turn from your wicked ways, Get out your mess. You can't come before a holy God in mess. That's too much of a requirement, Pastor. That's why we'd rather just get with the Black Lives Matter. Because they ain't asking for all this. My lifestyle don't matter. Baby, I'm going to tell you the truth. Black lives can't help us now. I know you don't like it, and I know you're mad. Ushers, get the doors. Don't let nobody leave. <laughs> Black lives can't matter. They can't help us. This thing is bigger than the police office. I'm going to tell you the truth. This is demonic. There's no way these issues should be happening all over America. There has to be a supernatural being involved. I believe there's some bad police on the police force as there's some bad brothers in the hood. I believe there's some bad folks even in here. And if you open for the devil, he will use you every moment to push his agenda. That's why you cannot put your trust and your confidence in black lives matter nor blue lives matter. Put your faith in God. He's the only one that matters. Mm -hmm. If they turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive them of their sins and heal their lands. I believe what's happening right now, I don't believe the black lives are doing nothing. I don't believe that it's the police. I believe there's an enemy that has done this. That's why I don't like coming to church, because y'all put everything spiritual. Baby, it is spiritual. It is supernatural. You don't want to admit it, but this is supernatural. There's good. There has to be evil. If God is good, there has to be a real devil. So for you to come here and say, I don't, I, I just, that's, ain't that the church? They want to spiritualize everything. Well, baby, it's spiritual. If it comes from Ferguson all the way to Louisiana, all the way to Washington, and it's all the way around, that's demonic. 
can't one person influence all this stuff like this. That's demonic. This stuff is happening. You can't make the, make the, the you don't have enough power to make the, the black man act wrong and the police act wrong at the same time. And all of a sudden, they both meet up. You expect something stupid to happen. See, y'all don't realize that this is strategic. You don't understand that the devil is play, it's almost like a chess game. God make his move, and the devil make his counter. Everything is strategic. Your life is strategic. God's trying to put you and place you where he needs you to be, but your little stubborn self get offended, and you uproot yourself where God wants you and go find you a new place. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and you will be exalted in due season. The devil's trying to get, kick off this race war. And that's what I believe. I didn't find that in Scripture, but I did find that in Scripture. The devil is trying to kick off a race war. Mm -hmm. He saw the effects of it before, and he wants to do it again. He saw it back in Goshen. When the children of Israel was all put in one area, and Pharaoh had all the land for himself. And another Pharaoh came along that didn't know Joseph and put them in even bigger bondage. And when in so much bondage, they were heard and crying out to God. And finally, God said, I've heard the cries of my people. And I'm going down to see about them. God ain't listening for Black Lives Matter. He's not listening for Police Lives Matter. He's listening for his people to call and cry out to him. And when we do it on one accord, he's going to come down and see about us. And whoever putting bondage and chains on us, he's going to send somebody to him. Go tell them, I said, let my people go. I don't know who's going to be in president. I don't know if Barack going to still be there because he has a right, if we go into martial law, to stay in office. And Sister Clinton be in there? Lord knows. And if Donald will get to, hey, woo-wee. So you better turn to a God that you can trust. Whoever gets into the office, my God says that he is the one who raises up a king and put one down. He's the one who can talk to him and set him up and, and bring him down. We can't do it. So whoever get in office, and as there's more bondage brought upon us as, our, as, as God's people, if we cry out, he might pick one of y'all, raise you up, say, thus said the Lord, go tell the president, I said, let my people go. And he meant it. And little old you now, headed to Washington, D.C. You somebody. You popping your collar. No, you humble yourself. Because you're going with some power. If you decree a thing, it will come to pass. We've got to put, we messed up people a long time ago when we told God we wanted a king just like every other nation did. Y'all didn't realize it because you probably didn't read that in the Bible, but there was a time when God answered to no one. There was no other king before Israel other than God. But Israel saw all the other nations with a, with a king, 
And they told God, told Samuel, we want a king just like all the other nations got him. And Samuel was hurt. And God said, no, Samuel, don't cry. Don't let this get to you. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. He said, but since they want a king, you tell them this is what he's going to do to them. He's going to enslave their children. He's going to take their wives. He's going to dog them out, in other words. He's going to put hard taxes up on them. He's going to do all this to them. And they said, we still want a king like the other nations. God said, all right, I'm going to let you have it. And they got Saul. <laughs> and Saul's heart changed on him, and he started caring about himself. And we still today, same way, doing the same thing. We don't want God. We want a president like the other nations have. We want somebody who's going to stand up to Congress and, and tell them what they can't do. Really? Anyway, Pastor, you're getting political. Hmm. So I believe the devil has done this. I believe the devil has sown tares among the wheat. I believe that Black Lives Matter had some good in them, but I believe the devil sowed some tares among that. I believe that Blue Lives Matter had some good in it, but I believe the devil has sown tares among that wheat. Well, God, why don't you do something? He said, let's both grow together, and I'll separate. Not you. He's going to separate because you can't do it. You don't know what you're doing. So lead them along and do what I told you to do, and that is to pray. You're feeling helpless because you won't want to pray. I'm going to say that one more time. You're feeling fear and you're feeling helpless because you refuse to pray. You refuse to go to him who has all power, not some power, but all power. You won't humble yourself and go to him because he is God, so therefore you're still fearful. You're still afraid. You're still letting this anger build up inside of you. Rather than going to your television, you need to go to the vision. See what God says. Pastor, how do you know this stuff is going to happen? When you say, when Jesus said, I told you these things before they happened, so when they happen, you might believe. When did he tell us that black folk are going to be against black folk and white folk are going to be against white folk and green people are going to be against green folk and orange people are going to be against orange? When did he say it? Right there in Luke 21.10. Then he said unto them, Nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. Kingdom against kingdom is like the United States against Russia or China. Look him now. <laughs> Y'all know the little dude. I ain't talking about Kim, Kim, you know. Anyway, watch this. All right, let me show you something. When you look up this word nations, the word nation in the Greek is ethnos. And I went on and did a strong concordance for you because I knew you weren't going to believe me. This is Sunday, and I'm in church, so I ain't going to lie. <laughs> the word nation in the Greek, the Greek word ethnos, which refers to people of the same race or nationality who share a distinct culture. You know what culture is? It's how we do things. Different cultures have different ways of doing things. So in our culture, we have a way of doing things. We'll take a lot, but then there's a point where we're going to fight back. Yeah, that's how I tell. Every culture has some issues. Every culture. The white culture got issues. 
The Hispanic culture got issues. The Chinese culture got issues. And the black folk, we got issues. We don't want to admit them. But in your strong concordance, it's talking about a short definition of it. It's race of people, the Gentiles. Well, guess what? You can't expect the Gentiles to answer what's going on. Gentiles going to go against Gentiles. Black going to go against black. If black lives matter, why don't we stop the black folk from killing the black folk? Why not every time we hear a black-on-black -black crime, we get everybody together, we go to that community, and we search them out, and we stand outside their house? You're not going to go to sleep as long as you're in there. No, we ain't doing that. Mm -mm. We're making it a race issue. We're making it a black and white issue. That's why all lives got to matter. I want to hear about Jesus. You come here and you're talking about what's going on because you're living in it. You need to know how to handle this. Another definition, that was a short definition. Another definition of it is a race, of, a race, people, nation, the nations, heathens, world. You know, it, it, do you expect heathens to do right? You expect for them to not take advantage of an opportunity? They mad anyway. So now you just gave me a right to shoot back. I remember way time ago when my grandfather was whooped with that whoop. And they were whooped so bad, I felt sorry for them. And I remember Roots. Yeah, look at it. She remembered Mississippi burning. Ooh, what they did to that little girl, I've been waiting. Now here's my time. Eyes are going to get them back. <laughs> really? Do you realize if we go out there and start shooting police officers, do you realize what they're going to do? Let me tell you before you try to guess. They're going to pull back. And they're going to call the National Guard to come in. These guys have been trained in military tactics. All you know is hood. <laughs> These guys have been trained for times like this. They know how to do a two-on-two -two coverage or three-on-three -three coverage. Here, you run out here uncovered. <laughs> they train every day for this. Just a couple of months ago, they had June him. Y'all probably know about that. But that's a time when all the military were taking over Texas. Even in Mississippi, they had a, a tank right down on Elmore and Goodman practicing martial law. Oh, you keep on acting a fool. You mad because they sent a, a, you don't even know what all tactics they got. Here it is now. They didn't told you now. They sent a, a, a robot in there with a bomb. You would have thought it was just some kid toy they left on the ground. <laughs> you don't know. Let me stop. We ain't not ready for this. You better hit your knee. You don't want this thing to kick off. The devil does. He has an agenda, and we don't know his agenda. We know his tactics, but we don't know his agenda. His agenda is to make the play open for the Antichrist. We know something's supposed to kick off. We don't know what it is. We always thought that the Muslim race was going to come in with the, with the, uh, 
with the, uh, ISIS, rather. Don't let me say all Muslims. But anyway, the, the ISIS is going to come in here, and then they're going to do some stupid stuff and let out some bombs, and then it's going to declare martial law, and then the president is going to stay in office because we didn't want Hillary, and we definitely didn't want, Bo uh, what's his name? Bush Jr.? <laughs> so we didn't want neither one of them, so when our Savior stepped in, Barack, whatever you want to call him, then he's there. The Bible said in the last days, God's going to send strong delusions so that you can believe the lie, so that you can be damned. That's scripture. God said, because you don't want to believe me, and you're so caught up on your ethnicity, your race, that I'm going to send you strong delusions that you can believe the lie so that you can be damned. You can be condemned with everybody else because you don't want to believe the truth. There's only one Savior, and his name is Jesus. Mm -hmm. I know you don't like it, but I'm not through with you yet. I believe <laughs> what, and I'm not getting racial, but when I talk to my brothers and sisters who are of the other race, so to speak, and they ask me, well, Calvin, why do you think things are like it is? Well, why do you think things are going on like it is? I said, why do you think? I said, why do you think? And see, because it's hard for them to realize something that they're not a part of. When we sat there and we saw Rodney King being beat down, and those police had, come on, you talking about, every police all have a body camera. Dude, they had cameras all on this Rodney King situation. And they still got off. It ain't the body cameras. And this man said one of the most profound things. Why can't we all just get along? That's the question that we have to ask ourselves. I believe that if the Black Lives Matter is going to do their thing, and the police, the Blue Lives Matter, I think they all ought to come together in the church where the people are and talk about this thing. I believe there ought to be a common ground. Black Lives Matter come together. Blue Lives Matter come together in the church. Bring it to the church. Don't take it to the streets. Bring it to God. And let's hear from him. But we don't want to answer. We want to let off steam. We feel justified. America has a stain on it from a long time ago. And until we get rid of that stain, let me show you what I'm talking about. There was a book my wife told me about reading. I started reading it, and this man said this. He said, it's, uh, the, the stain of guilt is when white men, or, or when whites act guilty towards minorities, even when they feel no actual guilt. Well, what are you talking about, Pastor? Sometimes, uh, let me put it in our race so that you can understand. Sometimes I feel guilty when I see some black guys looking and dressing the way they dress. I didn't dress like that, but I feel guilty because like, it makes it look like all of us act that way. You understand? So white folks feel the same way. Even though they're not guilty, they feel guilty because of what their ancestors did to us. But they weren't a part of it. 
and I have most of my white friends trying to explain to me, it was wrong, it was wrong. But I felt like inside, you really don't know how wrong it was. Now, I wasn't there, but I see it in my time. I see it when my kids get pulled over. Heck, I see it when I get pulled over. I try to talk as nice as I can. I try to use as much script as I can. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm reaching for my Bible. What? So I try my best to be as polite. Holy Ghost, take over. Sir? Oh, you being Uncle Tom. Yes, sir. I'm going to live the next day to you, Uncle Tom, again. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Be nice. A soft answer turns away wrath. I know there's some, there some KKKs that had influenced or infiltrated our police department. I'm not ignorant. I'm not stupid. There are some in our armed forces. They're everywhere. So you better act with some wisdom because they got a weapon and you have to reach for yours. Teach your children. You get pulled over? Yes, sir. No, sir. Mm-hmm. Live for the next day. You black, you're going to step out your car and do this. Well, that's a threat. You ball your fist up. <laughs> Better have some sense. Hate blinds us from the truth. If the devil can get you in hate, whether you're black or white, if he can get you in hate, you won't be able to see the truth. When I was sitting there and I was going through that website and I was seeing how they were justifying these killers, I started getting mad. I felt it rising up in me. And I wanted to be Black Lives Matter. I had to catch myself. Hold on, boy. Get back in the middle of the road. It's a narrow spot that you're in. Don't get out of it. Because all lives do matter. I feel sorry for those police officers who died and now have left their families to fend for themselves. I feel sorry for the black men who were killed, slain, I feel sorry for the families that they have left. So I have to stay in the middle of the ground where I can love both. Because there's enough hatred to share on both sides. So I have to turn to God and pray to him, God, help me with me. Because I am, you know what? I got a little something in me that came from a long, I don't know how long back, but I know my mama had it. My mama was a, she was an activist. (laughs) My mama was short, you know. And she was with the NAACP. She was with this, she was with that. And my mom didn't take no mess. A woman pulled a gun on her one time and she come out with her little knife and she was trying to go, the woman got a gun, my dear. <laughs> my mama didn't care. She was a fighter. I'm going to tell y'all something silly. And I shouldn't tell y'all, but I did it. I, I saw myself the other day. I saw my mama in me the other day. Y'all know I've been having problems with 18 wheels putting up on this church parking lot. They tearing up our yard, and I get so mad at them. I done called, I done called, and I was sitting in the office one day, and I looked at the camera, and I saw this big old truck pulled up out there on that yard. And I went out the door, and I did this. Hey! Dude looked back at me and started popping the wheel. Running all over my yard. Tore up my sidewalk, tore up right over. Y'all see them the bushes out there dead? That was them. Tore up a crepe myrtle out there and everything, and I was stepped up. I said, Hey! I got so mad at him. 
I felt Frenchie King rise up in me. And some said, go get it. <laughs> I took off running after that 18-wheeler, right out there, running out there, hey, hey, hey! I saw myself grabbing that 18-wheeler and picking it up from the side and turning it over. I didn't realize they had cameras rolling and they got it on camera. <laughs> Don't show it. <laughs> I was so furious. I didn't know I had that much anger in me. And I thought, I, I mean, I saw myself turn that 18-wheeler over. And he looked back at me and he kept going, made me even more mad. So I was walking back and I thought about it. Then my truck hit. So I ran back, didn't have my keys on me. Ran back in the truck, grabbed my keys all that time now. And then I jumped out of there and you see me on the, on, the, on, the, on the video camera. I'm gone, boy. I got that truck wide up. Boo! Going out there. Didn't even stop. Turned the corner. Down the street trying to catch up with it. Caught up with him at the light. He made the yellow light. <laughs> Caught me. I'm sitting up there at the light. I'm getting ready to, I'm getting ready to run the light. I'm trying to wait till this truck get back because I'm going to shoot out there. And some say, boy, what you doing? Wasn't nothing but the Holy Ghost. What you doing? If you catch him, what you going to do? <laughs> My partner, well, I sent the video over to, to them and told them, look, look at it, see what they're going to charge and fix everything. And he say, uh, Pascal, what were you going to do if that guy had stopped and he'd been seven foot, seven feet tall? I said, I'm going to keep on running past him. I'm trying to get that other guy out. <laughs> God, my mama ain't ready no fool. You too big. I'm like, hey, ain't no Samson, ain't no, no David and, and, and Goliath thing. Hey, hey, I don't have a rock. I don't have nothing. So I'm gonna keep running past him. If I had been there. I hadn't thought about him being bigger than me. Sometimes you can get blinded by your rage. You can do some foolish stuff in rage. That's why the Bible says, be angry, but don't you let that lead you to sin. Don't let it mess you up. What we're doing, we're living in a spiritual atmosphere and we're trying to handle this thing in a natural realm. Let me give you the final stance and then I'm going to let you go. So how do we handle this, Pastor? There you go. You don't want to admit this, but it's so true. Ephesians 3 and 12. But we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. You're not fighting against the police officer. Police officer, you're not fighting against the black folks. Let's get real. What are we doing? We're fighting not against flesh and blood enemies, but evil rulers and authorities in the unseen world. We don't see these demons taking control of these men who have sworn that they're going to protect and serve. We don't know what their agenda is, but the enemy knows that he can use them. That's why the Bible says give no place to them. And when they give place to them out of their own hurt or what they saw what may have happened, they join the police force to get a chance to legally do some wrongdoing. The devil knows that, and he uses them to do it, and he uses you because you got so much hatred inside of you to spark this thing off. And he's been trying to spark it off. He thought Ferguson was going to do it, and by right, it should have done it. Ferguson didn't do it. And then we saw other things happen. We saw Trayvon Martin. It didn't do it. Then we saw a little, ba a little boy, 13-year-old, out there playing with a BB gun. Police pulled right up and bam, killed him. Didn't ask him nothing. Didn't say nothing. That should have done it. The devil wondered, what's wrong with y'all folks? He forgot we're resilient. 
We take a licking and we keep on ticking. He forgot that we take a lot. But what he's done now, he's infiltrated our race and got our young people short-tempered. That's, if I was strategic, that's what I would be doing. Y'all old folks won't do it. You got too much restraint. You got too much pride to go out there and do it. But, but that's all right. I got a handle on your children. I've been teaching them warfare. I've been teaching them the call to duty. They know now. Huh? That's right. They know now to, to sit down watching all these games and watching what they can do when watching blood fly out of a person. They know how to snipe them. They're ready. Just got to get y'all out of the way. So how do I get you out the way? I let the police do it. And this generation that's coming up, who's short-tempered, who've been trained through your video games, will pull the trigger. If I was the devil, I would think along those lines. It's not by accident that these games all of a sudden come up in this season, in this generation. It's strategic. They're teaching our sons and daughters what it's like to go into guerrilla warfare. Yeah, boy, making you think. Some of y'all gonna let the kid play the game now. Pastor, you done messed us up. My dad and took all I can play now is basketball and football. Uh-huh. Anyway, leave that alone. But we're fighting against rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark, in this dark, in this dark, in this dark world. Against evil spirits in heavenly places. Baby, that's your battle. It ain't against the police officer. The police it ain't against the black folk. You fight against demons. And the only way you're going to beat them is with some spiritual weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to pull down strongholds. We can cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the true knowledge of God. We have the right to bring into captivity every spirit, everything to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We have that authority. We have the right. That's why God placed it right back into the church. He told you, I gave the church the keys to the kingdom. I didn't give it to the Gentiles. I didn't give it to the heathens. I didn't give it to the police officer. I gave it to the church. Oh, there's so much more. Let me give you this last set of scripture and let you go. I think I am. The shaking has begun. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25 through 28. Be careful that you don't refuse to listen to the one who's speaking to you through Pastor King. Mm -hmm. What I'm telling you is from God. Don't act like you don't hear For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, their earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. 
When God spoke on Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, will I shake not only the earth, but heavens as well. That heavens, and you look it up in the Greek, Christianity. The church folk. It means that all creation will be shaken and removed. So that only the unshakable things will remain. Maybe the only thing that won't be shaken is your confidence in God or the word of God that's in you. That's the only thing that cannot be shaken. If you don't spend no time in the word, you're going to be shaken. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, that's why he's shaking you. Because you're receiving a kingdom. God needs you to be praying what he told you. Pray that his kingdom come. All the hell that's going on into the earth, God said, you got to ask for me. You want me? Ask for me. You want me to come back? Call me back. How bad is it going to have to get before we hit our knees and say, come quickly, Lord. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with a holy fear and awe. I know you want to come here for a shout message. But the message is left up to you. What are you going to do? How are you going to handle it? What are you going to do with your kids? If you're not going to do it for yourself, look at your kids. Somebody need to be praying. When we have prayer times, you need to be here praying. Praying together with the church. When we have, we have it, prayer times at other churches, you go visit. It's time to pray. People, it's time to pray. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.